Welcome to Love Your Reports. I'm Paul Felix, your host, and this is episode 20. Today, I want to talk about organizational alignment. And specifically, I want to talk about how reporting can assist with organizational alignment. Now, what are we talking about here, first of all? What is organizational alignment, or what am I referring to as organizational alignment? What I'm referring to is just the concept of each of the levels of your organization beating to the same drum, I guess is what I would say, making sure everybody understands what the common goal is and also making sure they understand what their role is in that common goal. And I'm going to step through an example here that's really the focus of this podcast is to step through what I think is a pretty straightforward example of using reporting to assist with organizational alignment. Now, why is this important? Well, it's probably pretty obvious. It's important that all levels of your organization understand what we're trying to achieve so that everybody knows, of course, like I mentioned before, what their role is and how they are either contributing or preventing us from meeting that role. And in either case, you know, it's important that we're able to reward the behaviors that are actually helping us move toward that goal. And it's also important that we identify the things that are slowing us down. Making sure we know how to identify the problems and correcting those problems is key to our success in any organization. And these organizationally aligned reports are a key component to the communication mechanism that's required to make this possible. It's also really important from the standpoint of correcting course quickly. Reporting can either be a lagging or a leading indicator. You know, of course, lagging indicators are telling us what has happened in the past, where leading indicators are telling us, well, this is more of a indicator of what's going to happen in the future. And when we talk about organizational alignment, we're really talking about both categories But the things that are important in the future, of course, are going to be the organizationally aligned KPIs, which are forward-looking or leading indicators. And I'm going to give an example of that, but that's not to diminish the value of the lagging indicators. You know, it's obviously important to look at what we were able to achieve in the past. And again, you can take the same approach. You can say, well, this is what we were able to achieve. This is why we did or didn't meet our goal. Here's the areas that we can improve on from a lagging indicator standpoint, as well as a leading indicator. So overall, organizationally aligned reporting enables an organization, again, to keep their view on the goal, to make sure everybody understands the goal and their role in meeting that goal. All right, so let's take an example. And this is going to be an example that I think that pretty much everybody is going to be able to easily understand. We're going to talk about sales forecast. So pretty much all organizations have some type of sales process, and that process involves people moving prospects, well, first of all, identifying prospects, and moving them through a pipeline. So you might have a pipeline that starts with just a raw lead, and then the prospect moves into a qualified status, and then they move into whatever status. They basically move through the pipeline from the point of a raw lead that you've never talked to before, all the way to a closed deal. And at each phase of that process, often we are evaluating the likelihood of that prospect turning into a deal. And we're also valuing the deal. So for example, if we have a, for easy numbers here, let's just say we have a $100 deal opportunity for whatever company, right? Company A. Whenever we first get that company into our pipeline, there might be a 0% chance of closing the deal. 
So it's a $100 opportunity. We have a 0% chance of closing. The forecasted value of that deal is $0. And of course, as that opportunity progresses, the likelihood of it closing is also going to increase. So at some point, that $100 deal might have a 50% chance of closing. Now we got a $50 forecasted value of that deal. Okay. Now there's a lot more complexity to that, but just for the sake of this podcast, it's probably good enough to leave that basic description in place. And we'll move forward with what we're trying to focus on here, which is organizational alignment. So in this sales example, let's assume that we have three levels to an organization, three critical levels here. We've got the C-level, that'd be your CEO, your COO, you know, all of your C-levels basically. And then we have our regional sales vice presidents. In our example, let's just say we have four regions, each of which has a vice president assigned to that region. And then within each region, we have a number of sales reps, maybe, you know, five or 10 sales reps per region. So we have three levels in this example organization. You got the C-level, you have the VP level, and then you have the sales reps or the individual contributor level. And the objective here for the company is to meet their forecasted sales goals. And let's just assume that this company is setting goals at the monthly level. So they're saying, look, every month we want to close X dollars in new business. That's the goal. They need to be able to close X amount of dollars in new business every month. And they've established those goals. They've broken them down at all the levels. They know every sales rep needs to have a certain amount of deals closed every month. When that rolls up to the VPs so that each region now has a total goal for the month. And of course, all the regions would roll up into the overall company-wide goal for the month. And as the month is progressing, we should be able to take those values that I mentioned a minute ago, you know, the value of an opportunity, the likelihood for it to close and resulting forecasted opportunity to determine if we are meeting, exceeding or not meeting the goal. So how would this work in reporting? Well, let's take a top-down approach to this. So the CEO, first of all, is going to want to simply know, are we on track to meet our goals this month? Again, let's just use an example of, well, not $100. That would be a little too low. But let's just say there's a $100,000 goal for the month. We want to close $100,000 in sales this month. That's the goal. So the first KPI that the CEO would likely want to see is the month-to-date forecasted sales percent a goal. So what's the forecasted sales this month to date, and how does that compare to the goal for the month? In this example, let's assume that we have forecasted sales for the month. Again, this is month-to-date, so there is some nuances here, and I'm going to go ahead and describe them. When we talk about forecasted sales month-to-date, we're typically including the closed sales, not necessarily forecasted, that happened this month as well as those that we expect to close this month. So overall, we're just saying, let's look at all of the sales that we think are going to close this month, both the ones that happen to date and the ones that are going to happen in the future through the end of this month. And let's take that number and compare it to our $100,000 goal. So if we have $99,000 in forecasted sales and we have a $100,000 goal, well, then we've got a 99% KPI. We're 99% of the way to meeting our goal already to date. So if we were midway through the month and we're already at 99% of our goal, we know we're doing good. If we're at the last day of the month 
and we're at 99% of our goal, then maybe we're not doing so good. But the overall objective here is to give the CEO an indicator that is telling them we're at 99% of goal right now for this month. There's all kinds of derivations that can be derived from this, right? You could do some linear forecasting to try to estimate where you will be on the last day of the month if things continue along the same path. There's just all kinds of ways of handling this, but that's kind of outside of the scope of what we're talking about. The main point here is the CEO needs that top level number in this example. So now we know that top level number is 99% of goal. That's where we're at right now. Well, the other thing that I think is always useful for the particular level that a report is focused on is to also give that person or group of people a view of both a higher level and a lower level. So let me explain. So a CEO probably is at the highest level, so there is no higher level. So let's just assume that doesn't exist in this case. We're giving the CEO the company level, which is that 99% of goal number. But we may also want to give the CEO a view of the regional breakdown, right? So let's just say there's four regions again, and the regional breakdown goes south region, 80%, north region, 110%, east region, 90%, and west region, 150%, right? So now the CEO can see, great, we're at 99% of goal. That's good. But the CEO now also can see, you know, who's exceeding goal, who's lagging behind the goal, and who's just kind of treading water, who's just keeping up. And that is important information, right? Because now the CEO knows that that South region that's at 80%, if he can somehow address that 80%, well, wonderful. You know, maybe we'll be over goal if we can course correct on that 80%. And again, this type of a KPI is a leading indicator because we're talking about forecasted sales goals. So knowing that we're at 80%, in the South region, and let's just say that we're halfway through the month in this case, well, maybe there's something that can be done, right? Maybe that 80% can be corrected, at least to some extent before the end of the month, which would obviously impact the organization positively. Okay, so the CEO now has a view of the company-wide number, as well as the breakdown by region. Now, let's go down to the next level, which would be the regional sales vice presidents in this example. Of course, the regional sales vice presidents need to have a view of their particular region's performance. But like I mentioned before, it's always nice to give a particular level a view of both one level up and one level down from where they're currently focused. So in this example, let's just say we're talking about that South Region VP. Well, we're going to go ahead and give the South Region VP that same 99% of goal number for the company, right? So now the VP knows the company as a whole is doing 99% of goal. And we're also going to give the sales VP just their region's performance, the 80%. You know, this varies, of course. Sometimes the sales VP might get a view of their region and all the other regions just to give them some perspective. But overall, I think the general approach here that works best is to give each sales VP in this example a view only of their region so they stay focused on their region. Now, the level below the regional VP would be, in this example, the individual contributors or the sales reps. So that 80% could be broken down into however many sales reps are part of that region. Let's say there's 10 of them. Well, each of those 10 would now have a KPI that shows their individual forecasted sales percent of goal for the month, broken down again by each sales rep. And that, of course, is going to show the sales VP which individuals are exceeding their goal and which are not exceeding their goal, which were falling behind their goal. And ultimately, the region is at 80% of goal right now. 
So if we're already at the end of the month, let's just suppose we're at the end of the month, well, then someone is not actually meeting their goal for the month. That's not great, right? That gives the sales VP something to focus on. Whereas let's just say that we're at the halfway point in the month and the sales VP is looking at this number and we're already at 80% of our goal. Well, great. You know, maybe everybody is already doing well. Everybody's on track to meet their goal. In either case, the objective here is, number one, make sure the sales VP is focused on the same thing that the company has set as the goal, which is the forecasted sales in this example. And then also give the sales VP a view of their performance and the things that impact that performance, which in this case is the individual sales rep's performance. Now, let's go one more level down and talk about the sales reps themselves. So the individual sales reps are out there. Let's just say these are the people that are actually working the pipeline. They're making the phone calls. They're going out and meeting with clients. However, they manage the communication and the generation of business. They're out there doing that work. So they're not so focused on that 99% number for the overall company, right? They're one of, you know, a hundred or so sales reps in this organization. And while it's always good to know the 99% number for the company, they probably or a lot more focused on their own number. You know, what is my performance right now for my forecasted sales percent of goal for the month? Am I on track to meet my goal? That's the most important thing. And then the second most important thing is, you know, how are they comparing to the regional performance, right? So again, it's always nice to give the group that we're trying to provide a organizational line report for a view of both one level up and one level down from where they currently are focused. And in this case, let's just assume that the sales rep is the lowest level in this organization structure, Well, there's nothing lower to report on, but we're going to go ahead and give that sales rep the higher level KPI as well. So at this point, we've done a couple of things. We've created an organizationally aligned reporting mechanism. And that means that everybody in this organization that's involved in this business process now knows what the goal is, right? We know we're talking about revenue goals here, sales revenue goals, and we know how to measure those goals. We're all measuring them the same exact way. If this is done in the typical way, we start from the lowest level data and we can simply roll that up within the organization structure, ensuring that there's no mathematical problems in the process, right? We take every single individual sales reps numbers, we roll that up all the way to the region, then we roll that up all the way to the CEO level, and we know that everything is going to work out mathematically perfectly every time. The other thing we have here is a way for each level in the organization to understand you know, how they're impacting the goal and to hopefully proactively course correct once they see that things aren't going to meet goal, right? All the way from the individual sales rep, right? If the sales rep sees that, hey, I'm not going to meet my goal right now. Well, of course, the next question is, why are you not going to meet your goal? But to stay on my point, the sales rep then, once they identify that, can proactively go up to the regional VP and say, look, you know, I've got an issue here. I'm not going to meet my goal. I need some help. How should I address this? What have you? And the same thing is true from the regional VP to the CEO. If the regional VP sees that the region is just not doing well, well, that regional VP can proactively go to the CEO and say, look, here's why we have this issue. We have a major downturn from COVID that's impacting everything. We had a weather anomaly that caused us to close our offices. Whatever the issue is, communicating that proactively, once everybody understands what's being tracked and how it's being tracked, 
the communication mechanism becomes a lot simpler. Now, the other thing I'd say about these organizationally aligned reporting tools is that it's very nice to also have the ability to drill to detail. So not only drilling from one level to the next level down to the next level down, like we talked about here from CEO to regional sales VP to sales rep, but also to be able to drill into the detail. So let's start with a sales rep in this case and talk about drill to detail. And you know the mechanism that's used to implement this type of reporting is pretty common across all of the reporting tools. We're not talking tools here typically, but nearly all tools have some way of allowing you to, let's just say right click on something, right click on a number and drill to detail or something similar to that. And when you do that, if I'm right clicking on a sales rep that has 50% of goal KPI and I drill to detail, and I tell the reporting tool, I'm going to see the details behind that number. Then another level of reporting can be provided. So sticking with the example of 50% of goal, that 50% of goal might be made up of, let's say, 100 records. And those 100 records include each individual opportunity that was expected to close this month, let's say. So we have new opportunities. We have lost opportunities. We have existing opportunities that were carried over from month to month. And each of those opportunities has an estimated value, like we talked about before. Each of them has a likelihood of closing. And then by getting the product of those two numbers, you get a forecasted revenue. So being able to see that individual opportunities could also expose some additional information. It might expose that this particular rep lost a really big deal this month, right? One that was expected to close was lost this month. And that's why we're not meeting the numbers or not expecting to meet the numbers at the end of the month. Or it may be that there's just not enough new deals. You know, maybe level one sales, outbound sales is not generating enough raw opportunities for the rep to go out and actually work these leads. Those basic pieces of information are really important when we start asking why. You know, why are we not meeting goal? And looking at the detailed report often can give us some clues as to why that is the situation. Now, that same thing can be done not only at the sales rep level, but at any level. But it's often important to somehow either prioritize or to filter down or create exceptions, do something to limit the amount of information that's being presented. Again, when we're looking at the sales rep and we're trying to figure out what the activity was for the month, there's probably a reasonable number of opportunities that sales rep is working in that time period. So we could just list every one of them out. But when we're talking about the regional sales VP and the regional sales VP is trying to figure out as a region, all of the sales reps in the region, what their opportunity pipeline looks like for the month and why things are looking good or not looking good, it's probably not as useful to list out a thousand different opportunities here that a single VP is going to call through. It's probably a lot more useful for the VP to have a prioritized view of that detail. So we still want to be able to drill to detail, right? We still want to be able to see the details behind the numbers, but we probably don't need to see all of them. We probably only need to see the ones that are either, I would say, unexpected. Like, let's get a drill to detail that shows us the lost opportunities this month and maybe even trend the amount of lost opportunities through time, month to month. So we can see, is this month's lost opportunity value out of line with what we typically see, right? So that's a much better 
reporting mechanism for a sales VP than simply having, you know, a thousand or thousands of opportunities listed out. It would just be too difficult to understand what's important in that list. And the same is true when we go to the CEO level. Again, you've got to give a report to the CEO that it's going to be consumable, right? So at the CEO level, maybe we've got 50,000 opportunities that we're tracking this month. Whatever that number is, is probably too high for any one person to call through the, all of this information. But very similar to the sales VP, it would be possible for the CEO to look at a trend of lost opportunity value through time, right? At the company level, you can now drill to detail behind a particular region, for example, and figure out, is this region having an issue with an increased lost opportunity? Or maybe they're exceeding goal. You know, maybe we're trying to figure out how this region is able to actually exceed goals this month. Well, is that because they just got a lot more opportunities this month? Is the new opportunity count higher than it has been in the past when you look at a time series? Or is it because they just got a higher likelihood of closing these deals for one reason or another? That's the kind of insight that's really, really important for, again, the CEO, but all levels of an organization to be tracking. So overall, organizational alignment through reporting is not really that complicated. It all starts with leadership, frankly, establishing the goal. What is the goal? What are we trying to achieve? And once we do that, then we have to say, well, how are we going to measure against that goal? How are we going to measure performance against that goal? Great. Now we know those two things. The rest of it is pretty trivial. Let's break it down by, in our example here, our organization structure doesn't have to be by organization structure, could be business function related. There's all kinds of ways of dealing with this, but it's simple to think about organization structure. Let's break it down. Let's make sure that everyone is measuring in the same way against the same goals. Everyone understands their impact on that goal. Once you do this, you end up having every level of your organization kind of working to the same goal, right? It's not rocket science there, but it also is easy to miss. You know, it's easy to take reporting and provide your CEOs with this nice dashboard and just forget about the regional VPs and the sales reps. And that's just, you know, it's good. It's better than nothing, right? It's better for the company to actually have some consolidated reporting, but it's a heck of a lot better whenever all levels that impact that particular objective actually have reporting that explains their impact on the objective, as well as a view of the higher and lower level performance. Now, the last thing I want to say about this is that this isn't just about sales revenue forecast. You know, you can really apply this to pretty much any report that you're building. If people are doing something in the business, if there's a business process in place and it's an important enough process that we want to monitor it, well, then this same type of concept nearly always applies. Let's just talk about healthcare. If we're interested in provider utilization, you know, doctors in a healthcare practice are one of the most valuable assets. So if we're interested in making sure that doctors are actually utilized highly, well, great. Let's go all the way down to the individual doctor level and let's measure their utilization. And let's take that up to the clinic level. And let's take that up to the, you know, whatever, the regional level. And let's take that up to the practice level. And let's take that up to the company level. So you can take these same concepts and apply them to all sorts of scenarios. And again, the concept is simple. It's just, let's make sure that our organizational goals are using reporting to align all levels in the organization to the same objective. 
Okay, I'm going to leave it there this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out to me, you can contact me via email. Paul at loveyourreports.com is my address. You can find me on Twitter at Paul B. Felix is my handle there. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.